have a pretty weird fashion sense, I'll be honest. I think I'm like mentally unstable. Looks like a train seat. It's, this season is not going to be remembered as a normal season. I don't think there is a way for that to be possible. How peculiar is that? Mm. That they're just expecting players to basically cover their mask or cover their face with mask. I wasn't actually being serious. You know, you know, someone thought you were. Someone commented, this is the most stupid idea I've ever heard. If they're all being tested, surely it doesn't really matter. But I feel like I'm one of the few that will stand up and defend these people. Stop fucking objectifying them so much. If it's not, if it's, if you're asking them to play with snoods, you're telling them they can't touch each other, they can't spit on the pitch, clearly it's just not safe for them to play. So they shouldn't be fucking, it's like sending them out in the Coliseum to fight a fucking lion. It is a business, and the amount of money those businesses will lose, and how at risk they can be without play. Can you justify testing Premier League footballers? You've got doctors and nurses and care home workers who aren't getting tested. If you spit, you get a red card. This is just fucking cringy, Alfie. Generic crowd noises. I don't know if that is going in the intro. Bundesliga has the best coaches for me, the most progressive coaches, the most exciting teams. Possibly the best coach in the go. world, in my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ever-awaited Arsenal Cannon podcast extravaganza featuring myself, Daniel Fenton, and as per the lovely dot 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 local dot 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 london dot 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 lad <laughs> alfie how you doing today what are you saying lads uh yeah i'm decent <laughs> I say this every time yeah i'm decent i'm decent what you you, you always um i'm not saying much just the intro um <laughs> you always you always build it up because you start off so hype you're like what are you saying lads then you're yeah. like you know, I'm, I'm decent. Right, I guess yeah, I'm, I'm, right. um, I'm not too good, actually. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Well, we're all upset, right, on this in this time of lockdown. But today we actually have some some fun stuff. Is how I labeled it in the pre-pod call um, to talk about today. So, so we'll get after it. We'll we'll keep all of our lovely viewers entertained. Our statistically two percent female viewers. 1% unspecified and 96% male. I don't know what the fuck happened to the other 1% to be honest. That only say. equates it only equates to 99%, but I'm just Maybe listening it's to like, the anchor analytics. I know you said other. Yeah. Maybe so it is, is it, trans and other doesn't account for trans and it counts maybe. for like people that haven't specified. That's possible or maybe it's like uh animals or something like Maybe, listening yeah. on it you know like yeah. a dog dog yeah. has his own iphone antelope. oh yeah. antelope. see them could see them enjoying a bit of a bit of across the pond banter and that oh there we go yeah, since we have some more like uh, antelopes are in africa right mm. 
Exactly. I mean, got, we have a you, Nigerian following, don't we? Yeah, and Pepe's in the squad too. He's African, so mm. I mean, they've they resonate with the. You know, Pepe kind of runs a bit like an antelope that was just born, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> graceful. Yeah, yeah, just uh, falling all over the place. Beautifully yeah, clunky. Well. Yeah. I love it. You love to see it. Well, anyway, um, let's talk about some of this some of the stuff we have on the cards. Uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk some Bundesliga today. I love how I said that. I love how much emphasis I put on the B. We're going to talk some <laughs> Bundesliga today. But first things first, we're actually going to talk about some ongoings that pertain to the Gunners. Because this yep. is an Arsenal-related podcast, so that might be an intelligent thing to do, right? Yep. Um, so, Alfie, you were saying beforehand how you were not such a big fan of the newly leaked home kit that was courtesy of footy headlines i've seen various people on my twitter uh retweeting it if you haven't seen it go do have a look right now because you're probably listening to this on spotify so you literally can do right now while listening to this podcast go yeah three two one all right gave you some time to go look at it if you don't have it up in that time sorry you missed you missed your chance okay but alpha you were saying you don't really like it that much uh give me your give me your kind of honest opinions and hard-hitting thoughts on this new home kit uh well disclaimer first um firstly we don't know for, for definite that that's the kit although it it does seem footy headlines are apparently notoriously accurate with their leak kits but um the the main disclaimer i want to say is i think when it's officially sort of advertised it will look a lot better than these sort of concept design kit sort of look looks like if you get what i mean mm. um but in general yeah i'm not a fan i don't like the way the colors sort of structured it's a bit weird round and the patterns are just i think there were some sort of similar kits leaked or not leaked like sort of rumored earlier which i thought had, and had similar patterns but they had a nicer color this just looks kind of all over the place to me personally i don't know not a fan like, lacks lacks a sort of symmetry you think maybe yeah and it's just, I don't yeah. know, it's all got a weird tone of red. Let me just have a look. I didn't even get it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a... weird. No. The, what the fuck Admittedly, is the colour? I have a pretty weird fashion sense, I'll be honest. I mean, like, I always, I do always seem to like the kit that everybody fucking hates, you mm. know? Fair enough. Like, right now, as we speak, I'm wearing the, the one mint green Puma one from last season. Ugh. I love it, dude. Horrible. It's like my favorite one. What's wrong? I with love you? the bizarre colors. I don't know. I think I'm like mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You clearly are. I'm trying oh. to look for. I'm trying to look for this. Uh, oh wait, I retweeted it. Duh. Because I said I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> there it is. I don't know. I like it, man. I like it. I think it looks cool. I don't. It's, it's giving it's got me sort some... of Chelsea vibes from this season, and I think that looks awful. Looks like I a like train. that one too. It looks like a train seat. <laughs> it does. Maybe that's what it is. I don't. We don't have yeah. too much public transport here, so I don't get reminded of like the overly crowded train. Yeah. Well, it looks like a Northern Line seat. Shout out anyone who, who uses the Northern Line regularly. Yeah. Shout out to the Northern Liners, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty much all we actually have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a kit. Uh, Not too much analysis that can be done. It's, it's worth a kit. mentioning. Alfie, yeah. 
Alfie doesn't like it that much. I like it, and I'm going to buy it. I haven't got a home kit now in a couple seasons, actually. This season, I got the... I always get one a season. Mm. Uh, this season, I got the yellow one, because I fucking love that. Yeah, That's a nice one. I had to get the home one, personally. The home I was one this always going nice. to get the away one. I just haven't got around to it, but I probably still will. Well, the season's been extended, so now you've got more time to do so. Well, we think it's exactly. going to come back. Um, mm. We'll see. Supposedly, they're working on this... Um, that was a fucking effortless segue. You like that? Um, <laughs> as I acknowledge it and make well the segue class. not effortless. Mm. Um, <laughs> Project Restart. Um, there's a few details about it that I want to run through with you, Alfie. Mm. Um, you kind of brought this to my attention. I was just going to kind of forget about this. I asked you, apart from neutral grounds, what the kind of other stipulations were. The others that we, we brought up, um, there's obviously going to be other minute details to it as well. Um, mm. The face cover, snoods. We're going to talk about all these in detail, so just bear with me. I'm just going to list them off real quick. Mm. Um, no spitting on the pitch. No um, contactual celebrating. Mm. And generic it seems weird crowd because noises. when you're going in for a tackle, you're going to be making a lot of contact. Yeah, it seems a bit bizarre. So I just let's start off with. Uh, Let's start off with, I think, the least controversial out of all of those mentioned. Neutral grounds. What are your thoughts on the Premier League returning and going in? Obviously, they're going to be empty. Um, empty mm. neutral grounds. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think it's probably wise. I saw that, that apparently Brighton are one of the clubs that are very opposed to that. And I do think this it does sort of go against the integrity of the league in a way but I don't think there's a way this this season is not going to be remembered as a normal season I don't think there is a way for that to be possible um, because obviously some teams are going to end up playing more actual home games in front of their supporters and some teams are, you know they're not going to get their full home games and you know maybe against you know it does make a difference you may say uh, being at home doesn't but it does make a difference even when it's in front of of nobody I can't say it's, it makes much of a difference, but yeah, I do think. I think the reasoning behind it was was sort of because, you know, we saw this with PSG um, before the lockdown when they played. I think it was Dortmund in the Champions League, wasn't it? And they had tons of it fans was. outside gathering, um, which obviously wasn't good. I think there's a risk that something like that would happen. You know, let's say Arsenal playing at the Emirates, loads of Arsenal fans congregating outside the stadium to get some sort of fan atmosphere, maybe watching it together somewhere something like that if you're playing in fucking newcastle you're not going to have fans traveling up to newcastle and congregating so that does uh, reduce that element and also um just like less spreading of the play like they're going to be in fewer areas to sort of spread stuff it potentially or or be at risk of being infected and stuff like that so in that sense i probably think it has to happen although i do understand the sort of reservations from certain clubs towards it yeah and i would i would agree and just to kind of uh further reiterate that the brighton point you brought up what i heard personally was apparently uh the amex arenas is set to be one of the neutral grounds mm. for premier league sides to play at and they basically said to the premier league well if it's going to be a neutral ground why why can't we just play our home games there if it's safe to play? But I think what they're kind of failing to acknowledge, um, probably purposefully so, um, is that if they're playing in their own stadiums, even without fans, like you said, people will probably congregate outside, which mm. 
inevitably would lead to breaking of social distancing guidelines. Yeah. And also, they are in their own stadium then. You know, people will have to, let's say a Brighton player drives 10 minutes to go to work that day at the, at the Amex Stadium, and then somebody else, you know, or another team is driving, let's say, an hour or so. You know, it's it's definitely would give them an advantage, even if there is no no supporters in their stadium. So, yeah, but I'm 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 with you, Alfie. I think that this is probably the only way that we're going to be able to do this. Honestly, mm. you know, like it doesn't look like supporters are going to get to be in the stadium definitely. for at least the rest of the season. Mm. You know, De- that's a definite. You know, so we'll just we'll have to see what happens. But with the other kind of details about Project Restart that I brought up. That one that we just mentioned was the not that interesting one. Pretty much everybody yeah, I'm It's something they assuming. can enforce and probably definitely will be maintained and happen. Right, yeah. And I think that people, people being yourself, myself, and everybody around kind of understand the logic between it. But it's some of these other other ones that are just a bit weird. Let's start off with this one. the The face cover, the snoods. I mean... How how peculiar is that? Mm. That they're just expecting players to basically cover their mask or cover their face with mask. I mean, in a game. Shout out uh, Sami Nasri and Maran Shamak from back in the day wearing their snoods. They were ahead of the mm. curve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is odd. I mean, I don't know how exactly are they going to be wearing one of those little blue face masks that sort of become a universal signal in this period, or are they going to have a proper, you know? medical face mask or is it literally is it actually going to be a snood which they pull above their mouth i don't know how you know in terms of the science how good that is for their sort of respiratory um system and and aerobic respiration and all that um shout out biology um Mm. (laughs) yeah I i don't know about that sort of element to it it just feels like that'll be a, a bit, I don't know, just a bit weird and how they're going to enforce that. Uh, there was, I swear there was a league where they were playing with masks. Was it Turkey? Probably. They, they like, they just really did not want to fucking... Mm. Um, but they, they've controlled the, the virus so. pretty well, I think. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, it seems a bit weird in, in that sense. You- uh, yeah. Do you remember that um, that article I wrote about hazmat suits, the really satirical one? Oh, yeah. That would be a great idea. I wasn't, but the <laughs> thing is, and I'm sure the Premier League hierarchy read that. Um, Definitely. <laughs> I wasn't actually being serious. You know, you know, someone thought you were. Someone commented, this is the most stupid idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, people's... Uh, what is that? Hold on. I, I'm like driving myself crazy here. Naive. Um, what is that? No, no, no. Well, that, yeah, that's, they're just naive. What is the, that word for, ah, hyperbole. There it yeah. is. Like that was obviously a very hyperbolic, uh, piece of mine. Mm. And it really is sad that people just don't understand that, but it's really sad more so that the, the premier league executives didn't understand that, mm. you know? Look, just because I say it in a Fintan's frolic doesn't mean you should actually go forward with it. I know I'm an enlightened and incomprehensibly wise individual, but don't just listen to everything I say blindly. You know? Well, I was going to say, actually, <coughs> this is, in fact, this is probably one of the main things we actually should mention in Project Restart. 
if they're all being tested, and obviously they're only being allowed to play if they've been tested, which is um, obvious. I mean, you're not going to allow someone to play if they've tested positive. Um, right. Surely it doesn't really matter. Is that is that wrong to say? Surely it doesn't really matter if they're sort of colliding and, and making physical contact, if they've all been tested negative. So the thing is, I think why they're overly concerned about that, this is what I've I've heard to caveat that, is mm. that the test, I think it takes something like 48 hours to, to be, you know, yeah. officially done. It's not like an immediate kind of thing. So let's say the game's on a Sunday. They take it on a Friday. The tests come back. But surely they'd be, All the players, they'd be doing it in time. They'd be, they'd be doing it before they get the results. They, that, sorry, they, they'd be playing after they get the results, surely. Yeah, you would think. But then the argument is, what if they contract the virus then on the Saturday if they took the test on a Friday? That is true. So it's, but then I, surely I just shouldn't think, be playing. I don't know. It's, it's a difficult exactly. one. That's, and that's what I was going to say with all of this, man. I don't – I'm sorry. I'm not a professional athlete by any fucking stretch of the imagination. Hmm. But I feel like I'm one of the few that will stand up and defend these people. Stop fucking objectifying them so much. If it's not – if it's if you're asking them to play with snoods, you're telling them they can't touch each other, they can't spit on the pitch, clearly it's just not safe for them to play. So they shouldn't be fucking – it's like sending them out in the Coliseum to fight a fucking lion. You know, it's like... I get what you mean. It's it's not safe. We don't need entertainment. I love football more than anyone. Mm. But at the end of the day, if it's not 100% safe, stop sending them on the pitch. Yeah, but it is a business. And the amount of money those businesses will lose and how rich they could be without playing is not... I know, obviously, safety and health, health and safety comes before that, but... You do have to think about that side of it. On the testing, though, this is something I wanted to, to point out. I think mm. this is probably the biggest issue. And they were saying this on Ask Us. How can you justify testing Premier League footballers and staff members and coaches and all that and, you know, officials and, and broadcasters? How can you justify testing them over and when when you've got doctors and nurses and care home workers who aren't getting tested well and also to to further um kind of agree with your point there because i agree with your point and theirs mm. um these are professional footballers in the best possible shape that they can be in i guarantee you in some place or another there is an at-risk maybe elderly individual that could definitely, definitely get better use out of that test than a professional athlete. Yeah, that is the problem. And I know the thing that's been suggested is a lot of these tests will be provided privately. So, um, you know, it's not like they're, them buying them from a private source is uh, disrupting the NHS's ability to test people or the, 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 mm. the ability of the government to test NHS workers. Um, yeah. And I see that, but... <sighs> I mean, again, I though, it's a you, could, one. you could certain you could certainly argue that the resources I don't know how the tests go, to be honest, mm. but you could certainly argue that the resources used to test the players could be put to better use. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether or not it's a private doctor or not, you could definitely argue that let's say they use a needle to do a blood test or whatever it may be. Granted, this is not a medical podcast. And I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I think they stick some sort of thing in their mouth. 
it's sounding so like like, yeah. like stupid and speculative. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't gonna say that, but like they stick some 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 thing in their mouth. No, those sticks up in their mouth. I've been watching the news and it looks like they stick some sort of wooden thing, like stick, <laughs> to the back of their mouth, and then that's how they get the test done. They they so they shove a stick in the back of their throat and they're like. Do you have a sore throat? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, you have it. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and, and some of these other other details with project uh, project restart. Mm. No spitting on the pitch. How are they supposed to enforce that? Are they going to have like security cameras just panned onto these players <laughs> at all times? Yeah, if you spit, you get like a red card. You know, who used to spit a lot was Giroud. Yeah, he'd be fucked. He'd have the worst disciplinary record fucking... in the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that was it like 13 more games or something Giroud the maximum amount of red cards you could get yeah every game he just comes back he just gets sent off after two minutes <laughs> you know what it's not really fair because what about these these players from a, a hotter region because I'll be honest Alfie, maybe this is TMI but when I went to London from Florida my nose started getting sniffly as hell because I'm used to this warm weather I'm going into cold, so I've got a lot of mucus, man. I gotta. I'm not gonna just swallow globs of mucus. Yeah, but to be fair, me? it's gonna be played, uh, you know, in, in June, so it'll be pretty warm. In fact, I think that'll be oh, it'll be go. a lot more difficult to play in that than it would be in like February. Well, actually, you know, maybe we're talking about the financial implications. Maybe we could give each player a sponsored um, spit bucket. To run around the pitch with. Oh, this is getting grim. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good idea, it's, though, It's right? a great idea, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, but then after that, what is it? Oh, the these are the biggest two, in my opinion. Obviously, I think the no-spitting one is just so bizarre that it inevitably will not come to fruition. Mm. Um, the last two I find to be the most bizarre, the first of which being no celebrating. And when I say that, I mean the stereotypical... Group hugs. I love seeing those, by the way. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess none when there's of that, no fans. No, none it, of that. It sort of loosens that. Like, it doesn't feel as bad that that's not going to happen because part of celebrating is, you know, massive team huddle or whatever, doggy pile, with the fans screaming right in front of them um, and, you know, colliding with the fans. When there's no fans, I'm not as bothered with that, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, surely every goal is still going to mean that like the same on the table, yeah. you know? So I don't think that they should be punished if like, let's say, let's say we go back and Obama Yang scores a last minute goal against Manchester city. Mm. What is he supposed to just be like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> you know, like yeah, he'll get be, back to the yeah, circle. Getting sent off as well. <laughs> Cause he likes a good celebration. Yeah. yeah. He does. Still he be does. To, do his flip, David Louise. to be fair. Yeah, that's true. We'll get to do his flip. But David Louise won't be able to squeeze anyone's nose. Yeah, that's a shame. So don't even bring it back. If we don't get to see that, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. But then the last of which was the... This is just fucking cringy, Alfie. Mm. Generic crowd noises. <laughs> I mean, I think... To, as a spectacle, you know, you think about how fundamental fans are to the spectacle of football and what makes it so brilliant. Without them, it'll be kind of weird to watch. And also, 
it won't feel as intense and gripping. So I think maybe they do have to add something. I know it's fake and it's fabricated, um, but it will add slightly more, if you get what I mean. If they're just putting some generic fan, they have like some, you know, pre-recorded chants and stuff. It'd be, yeah, it'd be kind of funny. I don't know. But I think I heard the main the part of the reason was that was obviously to create a slight atmosphere, but also so broadcasters could cover up swear words because players and managers and staff yeah. definitely like to swear a bit oh yeah that's that's the one place i could see why Mm. but it's like maybe it would be best to kind of give the viewer a choice i don't know whether the hell or not that's possible um but it's like because i i personally i wouldn't want to hear the artificial people i don't know you know i don't think it'll be like like full-on artificial chanting atmosphere i think that might might add slight bits so you just can't hear them swearing Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I, they're going to try I, and make I, it sound like it's a full-on stadium. Roaring yeah. them on. I'd, I'd love to hear what they say on the pitch and just their vulgar wording, but I definitely understand why. these. That's a good point you bring up. I didn't even think of that. Mm. That's a good point. Uh, these massive broadcasters, I can't have um, Lacazette shouting down by me. That's a fucking great goal, you know. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? That was a horrendous French accent. You, you like that? Fui, fui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's that Ratatouille song that's been all around? Valo legudo di pula legue. I don't know French that at all. So. Is going in the intro. Valo leopa siculo bobo. That is world class. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You could call me. Hold on. Is this going to be like an issue if I play this? Oh yeah, it is because we're on a WhatsApp call. Damn it! I was actually going to play it. That would be an absolute bop, my G. <laughs> Not this time, though. No. Unfortunately. Not this time. Um, let's move on from, from Project Restart because mm. somebody who's way ahead of the game in restarting the football proceedings is that of the Bundesliga. Mm. Alfie, May 16th, it looks like they're going to be coming back to action. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'm very excited to, to watch football again. Obviously, again, it's without the fundamental element of fans. But I've been so deprived of football for what is it seven weeks eight weeks now so i just i'm just so glad and this is arguably the best league that it could have happened to obviously i probably would have rather the premier league come back first because you know i have a more of an emotional connection with arsenal and stuff but the bundesliga aside from the premier league it's the bundesliga it's the most progressive most exciting league in the world for me yeah. Um, mate, I agree. obviously, the, the Premier League is probably more intense and is slightly higher level overall, but the the Bundesliga has the best coaches for me, the most progressive coaches, the most exciting teams, uh, some very exciting, loads and loads of exciting and talented players. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it because obviously we'll probably have, I'd say, two, three weeks before the Premier League comes back, if it does, um, of just Bundesliga, which would be pretty nice. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people um, are maybe kind of what's a, a bit arrogant about what kind of football they watch. And so many people just kind of dismiss the Bundesliga given the fact that Bayern have won it for the past seven consecutive seasons. Mm. You watch the Bundesliga, though, and that level, I would definitely agree with you, next to the Premier League is the most intense. You know, it's very fast. It's, it's They're super strong individuals. And like you said... The progressive managers, along with the the 
copious amount of top-class players make it a real um, interesting spectacle, I guess you could call it. Um, So we're just going to do this little bit of a tidbit in regards to the the Bundesliga. First things first, I'm going to ask you, which team are you, Sir Alfie Kohlshaw, the lovely London local lad, which team are you going to be keeping tabs on? Uh, I can't say I've decided. I don't. I to be honest, I don't know because I I genuinely don't know if I could keeping tabs on. I guess. Um, I definitely want to watch Munch and Gladbach because I've heard a lot of good things about Marco Rose and I've seen a bit of them actually, and they look very exciting. And they've see they've got some pretty decent players, Dennis Zakaria, uh, Zakaria, who looks pretty good. Um. Yep. So yeah, the Munch and Gladbach uh, look good. In terms of like who are actually supporting, I know you wrote about this. I don't know if I can fully support. I don't think I can actually. I can say I'm supporting a team, but I don't think I can actually forge an emotional connection. If you get me. Yeah. I think I'll be watching it from a misses. from an interesting sort of tactical nerdy point of view instead of like a, an emotional connection. Oh boy, we are going to be in for a treat with some articles. Then yeah. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'll be loves a good stat. Just, just beautiful. If if you're into tactics and stuff. Stat pad FC. Yeah. <laughs> Nagelsmann. Well, possibly the best coach in the world, in my opinion. Already. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people, including yourself and myself, that really wanted him at Arsenal. Mm. But well, I would mean, have been Leipzig unbelievable a... if we'd been able to do that. But I don't think we were necessarily going to get it done. He'll get. He'll go to a. He'll go to a different team in a few years. But like you know, he's so young. Mm. I mean, don't he's got all three, the time in the world. He? I think so. I think that so. I ridiculous. think that's right. Let, let me look it up. And he's already been managing for four or five years. Yeah, he's uh, he got his career cut really short through injury, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. So he just immediately... 32, Alfie. Wow. 32 years of age. He has... You start managing at 28. Been managing. Yeah, at 2016 in Hoffenheim. Mm. Who he notably brought from like relegation battling to um, like the top Champions four, League, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, they played in Champions League. Incredible. Now he's obviously at uh, Leipzig, and the table over there, Alfie, in the Bundesliga is looking fucking incredible. It's like it's still anybody's anybody's exactly. trophy. That's I personally so think I yeah, I think Bayern will walk away with same. Again I think they're the best they're team serial in Europe winners at the moment. Oh, that's a good shout. Mm. That you know, I that's mean, a great shout. Watching them against Chelsea before the lockdown, um, they were phenomenal, and they've got such a good team. So many exciting players as well. It's just there's, there's an abundance you know, of, of brilliant, exciting teams in there. Yeah, there, there really is. And I mean, you know, you look at the likes of Leverkusen, mm. you know, they've Dortmund. got exciting players like obviously Havertz in them mm. and then Dortmund, you know. I mean, there's just an, an incredible amount of quality players mm. especially. So just to kind of segue into this segment, um, if there were three players – We'll, we'll talk about them each individually, but give me the players first, and then I'll give you mine right after. Mm. If there were three players, I don't care about realism or whatever, that you could bring in from the Bundesliga to Arsenal, who would they be? Given so I can take literally need. anyone, even if it's completely unrealistic. Sure. <sighs> that is hard. I probably wouldn't... Because I'd probably I'm... go away from buying players, actually. Because, I don't know. Like obviously, 
Alfonso Davis is absolutely incredible. But we have Bakayo Saka, obviously not quite on the same level, but a similar player who's, who's adapted to this left-back role and been amazing. Um, and obviously Lewandowski. But again, we don't really need a striker. Unless, if we were to lose Aubameyang and Lacazette, maybe I'd consider Lewandowski, even though he's ageing, because he is unbelievable. Um, but if we're looking mm. at sort of long-term investments in areas we really need to address, Kai Havertz is probably the first one that stands out. Obviously, you wrote a piece, and obviously I wrote a piece on five players Arsenal fans should be looking out for in the Bundesliga, and he was one of them. You know, very, very exciting talent, been very good recently in the last few years, creates chances, puts up high XG numbers, high XA numbers. Really good long-term replacement for Ozil. Second, um, another man I mentioned in this in, in that article, uh, Dennis Sakaria from uh, Mönchengladbach. Again, very good. You know, he's a bit more of a defensive option. If we weren't able to get Thomas Partey, he, I'd be going for him because, you know, he's more of a defensive option. If you paired him alongside a ball progressor in someone like Shaka, I think we'd have a very, very good, exciting partnership. And he's only 23, and obviously they do it on the international stage. So, yeah, I'll go for him. And then third, it probably would have to be Upper Meccano. You know, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast, but yeah, no more has to be said. He'd be a very good signing, and that would be that would strengthen the core of our team, and that would probably be the, all the business we'd need to do in the summer, really. Obviously, maybe replacing Aubameyang and Lacazette if they go, but they, those three would be unbelievable. Okay, great. We'll we'll touch on those here briefly in a bit. And I'm so happy, Alfie, that out of the three I wrote down, we only have one in common. And it Can is... I guess? Sure. Actually, I was going to say Havertz, but it could be Upper Meccano. Which one do you think? Moment of truth. I'm going Havertz. It is actually Upper Meccano because I was going to oh, okay. write down Havertz, but then I when I was writing the Fintons Frolic today, I had... Uh, I lost any kind of non-existent confidence that I had in us getting Havertz um, mm. because I basically you go to I Sky don't think, Sports. I don't think any of those will happen. Maybe Zakaria, just just as a disclaimer. Yeah, and and these players I'm going to name, I don't think will happen either. But I'd love them. Um, mm. But in regards to Havertz, I clicked the table. I clicked Leverkusen on the table, and I wanted to pick out the most notable result. Go read Fintan's Frolic right now if you have the time. Um, I drove around that World one this class. week. Thank you. Mm. Um, but I, the first thing I click when I see Bayer Leverkusen, and, and this is on the Sky Sports website, was uh, Kai Havertz once Bayern Munich moved. So I just I think he's going to Bayern. Fuck. Honestly, I did mean oh. I'm, that would be wow, what a signing that would be, right? So yeah, it would. I actually opted for a different candidate in that position, and I went for Sabitzer or Sabitzer oh. of Sabitzer. Uh, Sabitzer, okay. Of uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, I think he's yeah. a quality player. I mean, rapid, quick. He's uh, By the way, his pace is he's incredibly really underrated. You know, mm. he's a super fast kind of guy. Uh, eight goals and six assists in the Bundesliga this season. I would argue that he could maybe be that guy that could fill that Aaron Ramsey kind of role. He mm. looks like a guy to me that could maybe put up double figures of goals and assist, you know, 10 and 10 a season. I think every team needs somebody like that. Um mm. The player Actually, we had can I con- guess your other one? Go on. I think yeah. I know it. Is it Lima? It is. Yep. You yeah. got me attracted to him, man, because honestly, <laughs> I've watched him a few times, and mm. I was like, that guy's all right. You know, that guy's all right. 
Um, mm. I this is my favorite stat you've ever put out there. Is um, obviously this is possession adjusted, but that five point mm. five nine tackles per game, man! Wow, phenomenal. Yeah, that's that is, like in the top five percent of players in his position. Yeah, he, he goes beyond the edge of the radar thing. Yep, and I mean along with that, Alfie, he's got he's gotten six yellow cards this season. It's worth noting. Um, so he's definitely mm. there to break up play, and I'm sure Mikel Arteta would love a player like that on the side. Um, he's then, he is phenomenal in terms of his his machine and his pressing. He, I mean, he consistently, relentlessly presses. His pressing numbers are unbelievable. He would he would fit in perfectly. I just don't think it'll happen. But yeah, yeah, and you know, we'll, I mean, I, this is a disclaimer as well. Leipzig players, despite people's belief, are not going to be able to pry away. You know, mm. I think people have this belief that, oh, Leipzig's a small club. We could push around and bully. Not so much, my friend. They're five points off of the league leaders, Bayern Munich, who Alfie was just saying it, is one of the best teams in the world at the moment. Um, they knocked Tottenham out of the Champions League. Thank you, guys. Um, mm. and put finals, themselves yeah. Into I think the they would have gone far as well. I think so, too. I mean, they've got this amazing team. Listen to this, man. Leipzig have lost three games this season. Three. Mm. And they've only conceded 26 goals, which is the joint best defense in the league. But anyway, mm. Leimer... And who wouldn't want to play under Nagelsmann? Really exactly. Who would not? I mean, if I was a young player, I'd be sticking around Leipzig as well. And then obviously, um, he's a really young guy as well. I think I was reading that he's... What was it? 22? 22? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Sabitzer is uh, 26. Leimer is 22. Those are both pretty young individuals that I would gladly take. And then that third person, the person that we had in common was Upa Makano. Um mm. You know, maybe you, not the you most want to raid, raid Leipzig. I do. I think they have a fucking brilliant team. And mm. given what Nagelsmann kind of expects of his players, um, I think they'd be all brilliantly adapted to the Premier League. Upamakano, obviously, part of that best defense in the Bundesliga, joint best defense. Um, mm. I just love how dominant he is on the pitch. And let's get into Upamakano in particular, because I've heard rumors that it looks as though he might be looking to actually extend his contract um, at Leipzig for a further season. What are your thoughts on that? Um, not that surprised, as we just said. They're a lot more attractive than a lot of people want to make out. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I think the price tag looks too high. There were, there were rumors the other day that they got brought it down from sixty million euros to forty million euros. And I don't, as I was, as we've said in previous podcasts, I don't think people really realise the financial implications of COVID nineteen yet, which I guess is understandable if you haven't listened to the the Askcast where he brings on the uh, guy from the Arsenal Supporters Trust who goes into it fully. Uh, you understand, but yeah, um, I don't think we'll be spending forty million pound on a player. Perhaps Partey, according to the rumours, but even that still seems a bit far fetched to me. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I just think I, I would agree. I mean, I don't really see why, given the, the the circumstances and given what we were just saying, how brilliant Nagelsmann as a coach, as a coach, uh, Upamecano is part of the best defense in Germany, basically. You know, and mm. um, he's Champions League football every season, probably for the foreseeable future. I think that he won't move away until one of the big, big, big boys is interested in him because I just have this, 
I think it's really difficult for us Arsenal fans to accept, Alfie, that maybe financially a move to Arsenal would be a step forward, but I would definitely argue that us moving to Arsenal would not be a step forward for Upamakano. You know, mm. I mean, and he has to look at it from that perspective at this point of his career. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, and then your, your second player was obviously that of uh, Dennis Sicaria, um, Munching Gladbach having a good season, sitting in the top four at the moment. Um, he's mm. been linked linked with Arsenal um, for a while now. You said he's he's more of a defensive midfielder. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. Do you think that that's a deal that's maybe a bit more realistic out of the out of the three that you gave me, Havertz, Upamakano, and Sicaria? Yeah, probably. Um but I, I still don't know because I still think their asking price would be quite high. But I'd definitely take him. I think he's very good, very promising, and already has a relationship with uh, with Granite Shaka. So, and I think they would complement each other well. You've got a good ball progressor, and you've got a powerful midfielder who's a lot more agile, who's very good at dribbling. Actually, he's got good dribbling numbers and can protect the back four. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, mobility kind of next to lack thereof. You know, so yeah. it would be like a nice, nice complement of some mm. each other because, you know. Whereas, I, sorry to interject, I think Thomas Partey probably suits a Torreira more if you look at their sort of attributes, arguably. I would I would be inclined to agree, yeah. Mm. Just because yeah. uh, Partey's maybe, he's not, not slow by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not the quickest Kind of individual, mm. I think, I think he's, he's relatively mobile and quick. I, I don't think that's a. I think it's more down to the fact that he's he's more of a ball progressor, um, and Torreira oh, isn't. Right. Whereas Granite Shack is a ball progressor, and Zakaria isn't. If you go, I mean, point. he's yeah. more of a that's ball a really winner. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, Zakaria is more of just like a an incredible athlete, you know. And I think that mm. I think Partey's technical ability is a bit understated, if I'm being honest. By the way, there's a yeah, phenomenal yeah. piece. Um, I, forgive me, I don't know who wrote it, but it was um, because, as we all know, unfortunately, African players are kind of stereotyped to be just physically um, impressive and maybe not as technically, which I think is a load of bullshit, by the way. Mm. But um, there was this phenomenal piece, and I'm sorry I can't actually credit the writer because I thought it was brilliant. Um they basically said Thomas Partey breaking kind of uh, social stereotypes around African players just because of how elegant he is in his way of play and things like that. And uh, Sakari is more of just that incredible athlete, you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't be opposed to, to bringing him in at all. But like you said, whether or not Munching Gladbach would be asking a King Ransom or not for him is obviously still to be determined. One player, though, that they would definitely – would definitely require a King's Ransom to pry away from Bayer Leverkusen as Kai Havertz. Both you and I are massive fans of his, but pretty unrealistic when you say so. Yeah, definitely. And you said that that was a title, that was a headline in one of your articles. Um, was it Kai Havertz, a perfect but unrealistic signing, something like that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. Unfortunately not, no. But, you know, his goal output last season, he scored 17 goals in the mm. Bundesliga, I believe it was last season, 17 or 18, um, and got four assists. And then this season, I think I was saying on my piece how he got six already, so already mm. two more than last season. So it seems like he's trying to add a bit of a different dynamic to his game to be a overall brilliant 
um, modern kind of, uh, I like how you call it the Messiah kind of midfielder. Yeah, know? yeah. His XA for 90 has gone up quite a lot this season. His XG has gone down, but he's still massively a goal threat. I mean, and like I was saying in my piece as well, he is Leverkusen's like most important player at the ripe age of 20 years of age. You know, I mean, attacking wise, obviously, you know, and I would love a player like Havertz, but unfortunately, I think he's going to a different red team, one that's located in his native country. Probably. Yeah. Trivia. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the <laughs> trivia. I think we've kind of beaten a dead horse with this this segment. Um, yeah, you want to actually you asked the questions first last week. Let yeah. me do so to you this week. OK, All right, cool. All right, so let's start off, all right? And these these stats come courtesy of Transfer Market because I'm not doing the Wikipedia thing because I fucked you up last week, and I do apologize. I don't like that, Alfie. I don't like it. I know that it's okay, and I know you don't care, but I do, okay? Fair. So first player goes by the name of dot, 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 um, 139 <laughs> total apps for Arsenal. 139. Total, not Premier League, total. 139. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as I think, might as well explain it quickly uh, in case oh, you're living sorry. under a rock. Wow. Well, some people are living under a rock, so you've got to compensate for them for them people, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, three players, three facts about each of them. Uh, if you get it on the first fact, you get three points. Second fact, two points. Third fact, one point. It's obviously a total of nine. Record is six, but I would have beaten that if, if Daniel wasn't a retard last week. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Uh, first fact. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> I've lost. I'm, I normally do that and then I'll start. But yeah, 130. I've, I've, I fucked you up. That was my, my doing. No, I'm all so over got it. I'm such a uh, fuck up. Uh, but yeah, 139 appearances total for the oh, club. You always do this. Total. This, gives total, no ins- total, this just total. means they've played a bit. Uh, I'm just going to take a massive pot shot and say Francis Coquelin. It is not Francis Coquelin. No, I've, sometimes I forget that he played for us, you know. Mm. Um, I want to see how no, many he made. No. It is not Le Coq. Yeah, how many apps is he? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Let's, let's see. Let me check. Go ahead with the second one. Yeah, the second hint is he has a grand total. This will give you a bit more of a hint of 443 total Premier League appearances. Ah, uh, bit of a mainstay in the English uh, top division. You could Premier say. League. Okay, hang on, mm. the internet's loading. Good. Uh, sorry, I just want to check Cochrane. So that would suggest it's someone who's. Played largely at somewhere somewhere else, which obviously my first thought is is someone like Petr Cech. That would make sense. One hundred thirty nine. He played for one, two, three, four seasons. So that's that's feasible. Um, but I feel like he might have played more than that for Chelsea. But I guess Premier League actually. Uh, he he would make sense. Coquelin made 160 appearances for us, so I wasn't too far. Um, yeah, I'm going to go check. And you're going to be awarded with two points, Alfie. Come on. Nice one. Very nice. I will say, this next one 
was definitely going to give it away. It was going to be hit because I couldn't resist. His name matches his nationality. Fair play. <laughs> I don't know. I like that's such a dad joke, and I love it. Um, but yeah, good job, Alfie. Two points. Very nice. Cheers. Good return. Yeah. Maybe en route to break the record. Amazing record that you put in place. Okay. Um, second player. Moving on. This individual, same hint for the first yep. one, a total of 213 Premier League appearances. Oh, you always that do is this. Pretty much no. I go, Alfie, I'm sorry, man. You're too good at this. I have to make it hard. Yes. Uh, You're like true. I mean, that could be Sanchez. I mean, that's just a random name. But actually, that might. Hmm. Is that unrealistic? He was only here for four seasons. Or five seasons. Actually, three and a half and a year and a half at United. What's 200 divided by five? Uh, 40. Yeah, that was so obvious. So that isn't possible then. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. It is not Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. You However, play that many. I need to that check being out. said, this player was. I, I don't know why I said it was. He's not dead. Um, this player <laughs> is English, and he managed thirty-three caps with the national team. Oh, so he's probably retired. By the way. Ox has only made 132. Oh no, 223 Premier League appearances. So I was very close, actually. Uh, you see, you're oddly good at that. Yeah, and he's I don't know how 35 England caps. So wow. more than this. So individual. very close. Yeah, uh, but just marginally, yeah. So they've probably retired. I'm assuming, unless it's someone like Walcott. But he's definitely played more than that Premier League games. Uh, I feel like it might be someone older from back in the day. I'm going to say Lee Dixon. I do love Lee Dixon, but it is not Lee Dixon. Yeah, he's, he's one of the commentators yeah, on NBC Sports. He's played a lot of games, probably, yeah. No, that's wrong. Not Lee Dixon. Good guess, nonetheless. Mm. Um, This individual's most fruitful season in the Premier League was when they scored 23 goals. Wow. It's a goal goal scorer. Uh, Ian Wright? I feel like he might have scored more. Is this 23 Premier League goals? Correct, yep. Is it Ian Wright? It is Ian Wright. That is right. One point for Alfie. Very good. Ian Wright, one of the players that I wish I was around to watch because watching his highlights, man, so sexy the way he played. (sighs) It's like almost all of his goals. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's like almost every goal you watch of his is like a chip, you know? Yeah. He chips like every shot he takes. I love it. Mm, I agree. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Third and final player, you're on three points. Not a bad return by any stretch of the imagination. 
This individual, Alfie, was a 3.5 million pound signing. Oh. Uh, this just gives no time for him because they're either quite a unknown player or shit player signed recently or they're just a player from a time ago. They were, I okay, they were born at a time. That is right. And they were bought at a time as well. <laughs> uh, 3.75. No, no, no. Uh, 3.5. Let's not skew it. Oh, and right. I, I also <laughs> said about because the website in which I got this from, for some reason, put it to American dollars. Oh, um, right. So you've, you've, you've converted it. Yes, I've Lovely. done the best I could to do so. <laughs> it's about 4.4 million US dollars. This just doesn't feel like it's... This just doesn't... <laughs> like, it could be so many people. I don't know, I'm just going to say... <sighs> if you get this, the podcast is cancelled. There's no way I'm getting this. Okay. I'm going to say... Park Chu Young. <laughs> Although I think he was probably less. No, not not actually Park Chu Young. Absolute legend, but no, not huh. quite. Um, this individual. Thank God we didn't spend three point five million on him. Yeah, I wonder how much we spent on him. I, I, I feel much. like I he was like up. one million or something, or he was like a free up. transfer somehow. Yeah, I'll look it up while I'm asking you this. Okay. Um, right. Second hint: This individual was loaned out of Arsenal to three different clubs. Three. Okay. One point eight million pounds, by the way, for Park Chu Young. Okay. And I'm actually don't make a guess at don't okay. make a guess as of yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just make sure. Wait, how much was Chu okay, yep. Park? Yeah. Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. Okay. Um this individual was loaned. To te- was technically loaned to three different clubs. Okay. What? I'm gonna. You'll you'll see. You'll see. And it's a it's a bit odd, but I'm sure you'll get it. Uh, from Arsenal to a different club. He was on loan. Yep, on three separate occasions. But. Okay, I'm gonna go. Really weird here. I'm going to say Wojciech Chesney. It is not Wojciech Chesney, actually. I was thinking maybe when he was really young, when he was at the club, he went to some random club on loan for like a season when he was like 18. And then he went on loan to Roma twice in a row. I maybe thought that was the technically thing. Although I don't think feel I feel like we got him for like virtually nothing from wherever he was in Poland. Okay, this one may give it away. Okay. All right? Yeah. So it might be a charity point. Um, Along with an ever-impressive zero goals for the club, he also managed zero appearances as well. What? Uh, Takuma Asano. Correct. Yes. One point. Okay, so this is where this is where the technically thing came in. Okay, I'm, yeah. Just to kind of 
disclose it. All right, so Arsenal initially loaned him to Stuttgart, um, where he made 41 appearances, scored five goals. Not too bad. Um, mm. But apparently Stuttgart didn't really want much to do with him. So when Arsenal loaned him back out, or they didn't deem him as good enough, they loaned him back to VFB Stuttgart two, however. So that's technically a different club, but I guess not technically, because it is technically, you know? Yeah, I guess. So, okay. Anyway, um, his third loan, I'd never he was at that. Hanover. Hanover, yeah. Yep. And now he's at Red Star Belgrade, permanently. Partisan, actually. Oh, par- partisan, of course. <laughs> you get killed for that. Yeah, probably. Uh, so that's four uh, but points. Yeah. That's decent. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Better than what I'm going to get. Yeah, see if you can maybe beat me for once. Yeah, let's see. Probably not, but let's get after it, yeah? (laughs) Uh, First fact, this guy is cousins with rapper Lethal Bizzle. Um, (laughs) What? Lethal Bizzle. He's a a rapper from the UK. Uh, And in 2012, he contributed a few few verses, a few bars to uh, Bizzle's track, Leave It Yeah. If you know, you know this. Because this is iconic in a way, not really. In 2012, okay. the song Leave It, yeah. So I'm going to guess. Well, it's not really a guess. It's actually just, duh. <laughs> he was um, a British lad. Because, obviously, his, his cousin was. But I guess that's not technically the case. Uh, let's I can't help you see. out, sorry. I know. That's, I, I talk to myself a lot, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, oh, no, I don't. Maybe. I'm going to go because he was really young at this time, so I'm sure he'd be into that kind of music because of all the youth are. I'm going to go with Chuba Akpom. It's not Chuba Akpom. Oh. Yeah, I feel like he was about 14 then. I know, but I know <laughs> that damn well he'd love love shit like that. Unlucky. Okay, uh, what's that second hint? This guy is of Norwegian Ghanaian descent. No, that's that's a strange mix. Huh. Norwegian and Ghanaian. See, I'm finding these these interesting facts. Yours is made 200 appearances for Arsenal. Look, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay? It's fine. No, it's not. Apparently. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Ghanaian and Norwegian. And he, he raps. Well, he, he doesn't necessarily rap. Cool. He contributed to a rap with his cousin, Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> Lethal Bizzle. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Lethal Bizzle. I've seen him live. How is he? He's decent. He's alright? Yeah. You're into the... Uh, you're into the grime? Yeah. Well, it was uh, at a festival, but yeah. Honestly, Alfie, I've got no fucking clue. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, you know, I think he was fucking... He was fucking... He was Ghanaian, wasn't he? I think he is, but I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Frimpong. Emmanuel Frimpong. Correct. Yes! Let's decent. go! Two points at the back. Yeah. Thank you. 
fair play. He was, and he Woo! famously con- contributed to leave it, yeah, leave it, leave it, yeah, or you're going to get frimponged. Oh, that was the line. Frimpong, <laughs> I just remember boy. when that was released and just couldn't believe it. It was hilarious uh, because he was shocking. No offense. To, to your dad lad. hears you jamming out to it in your room and he's like, fuck <laughs> me, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, my final fact was uh made 16 appearances for Arsenal and only made 90 career appearances to date and he's 28. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Bench boy. Dude, I mean, he's just spending too much time in the studio, not enough in the training room, <laughs> sounds like. Exactly. Uh, Two points in the bag, though. There we go. Yeah. Um, played in Russia for four years. And he was somewhere Mother else. Russia. Cypriot League is where he is now. What he is might it? be a free agent. Cypriot. Cyprus. Oh, he's in Cyprus. Yeah. Wow. I think he might be a free agent, but his last season was 17-18 at a Cypriot League. In the Cypriot League. So, he's not playing even though he's in the Cypriot League. He did play in the Cypriot League, but he made like eight appearances all season. I haven't got the facts up, but I saw it earlier. Wow. Yeah. And not very impressive for him, Punk. You better Not great, on. no. Get, get on it, man. It's a shame. Uh, second player. Mm. In 2002, according to the magazine Quote 500, this guy was the 441st richest person in the country he's from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said 2002. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just trying to think back to that fucking squad because admittedly that was a bit before me. Mm. Yeah, you're only before like Daniel. 10 years old. Yeah, I'm a fucking bitch. Uh, 2002. To be fair, I was one, so. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking of the talisman at that time because I, I assume that's, you know, who'd be making the biggest buck. So I'm going to go with Thierry Henry. No, I feel like he was probably higher up than that in France. But yeah, I guess that's a decent guess. think so. Um, I guess all that just shows is that he's from quite a, a developed country. I guess, well, is 441st on a list, like, actually that good? Or is that, like, meh? That's, I guess it depends where it's from. But, you know, he's not going to be from, like, a third world country if, you know, he's not going to be 441st if he's from a third world, third world country, if you know what I mean. True. Yeah, right. Uh, second okay, fact. Okay, so not him. Yeah, this guy played for Barcelona between 2000 and 2004. 2000, 2004, played for Barcelona. Yep. Um, that is a hint that I don't know what to do with. Because again, I'm a bitch. <laughs> it's Barcelona. I'm just trying to think of players that have played for both, you know? Because mm. obviously, Henri's played for both, but not um, in that not in that time frame. Mm. Uh, bah, bah, bah. No, he was part of us then. Definitely not. Because is the other one that's coming to mind. Obviously, part of our infrastructure at that time. Mm. Fuck. I'm... Hmm, I don't... You know, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go... I think I'm going to have to go... What's that one... Pl- what's that fucking made-up player I said? Jason Crowley. How can you forget? <laughs> I have to go. Iconic. 
I'm going to have to go Jason Crowley on this one because <laughs> I don't know. That's our translation to pass. What an inside joke that is. <laughs> it is. Jason Crowley. It's not him. Damn it. <laughs> okay. M- m- fucking shit. Uh, this guy All was right. described as many uh, in his prime, according to his Wikipedia page, as the archetypal winger. Uh, and he was dubbed Iron Robin's idol. Or Iron Robin said he, he looked up to him. Oh, so a winger with a, maybe a mean left foot. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Mm. Just because... Uh, I'll give you... He was quite two-footed. Okay, quite two-footed. Okay. I'm trying to think of the, the wingers at that time. I think you think should think of Robin. Try to think of Robin. Mm. I'm going to go. Oh man, there's two. There's two that I can't decipher between. Uh, I don't know. Because whichever one I choose is going to be wrong. I'm going to go. I'm thinking of two pretty handsome individuals as a spoiler alert. One is bald, one is not bald. Oh, that's, that's what you're thinking. But Robin may resonate more so with the baldy. So I'm going to go with Freddie Lundberg. Uh, It's not Freddie Lundberg. He didn't play for Barca. Oh, duh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was the uh, other hint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Also, yeah, no, he wasn't bold back then. But yeah, that's, 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 uh, fair play for that connection. Thanks. I didn't think of that. Uh, it's actually Mark Overmars. Oh, Dutchman. Yeah, that was why I was thinking, saying Robin. The 40, 4, 441st richest person in Holland, in the Netherlands, in uh, 2002. There you go. See, I didn't know if... That was like something to just throw me off, mm. you know. All right, well, zero points for that terrible return. He was he was very good, by the way. If you want to know, that's, sort of gauge how good he was, I'd I'd listen to uh, the last Askcast extra from from Monday. Very good stuff. Yeah, I heard he's one of like the most under underrated, understated. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that's Arsenal, what I've heard uh, as well. Top class people. Yeah. Very good. All right, let's see if I can maybe match your four points because that was shocking. Zero <laughs> points. Oof. It was unlucky. To be fair, they were kind of hard uh, clues, I guess. I also just kind of bottled the hints, man, because I completely forgot about the Barcelona thing. Oh, yeah. Unlucky. Completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, third fact, or well, third player, first fact, scored one goal for the club. That is quality. That is absolute quality. Who the hell only scored one goal? They probably weren't around for too long, or they were just some bizarre position that never scored. This is the predicament I find myself in. That was a Daniel Eskin, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was. One goal. Man, that is so... That's so Danielish of you to do, you know. <laughs> well, I had to, I had to swing it back at you. There you go. I, I get it. 
A measly one goal. Mm. I probably could do that. I could probably match that, you know. I could probably match that. No, just kidding. I could never fucking score professional. Definitely <laughs> Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Uh, shit balls. Uh, who? Somebody just terrible. But every it's so funny because every time I try to think of a player that would only have scored one goal, and they actually have scored like a few, you know? Mm. There are a few. I can think of three who scored one goal. See, I can't think of any, man. I'm such a fucker. One of them is obviously the player I've got. Oh, man. I'm going to go... I don't want to throw out Crowley again, man, but I think I might have to just because I genuinely don't fucking know. Mm. And I also don't want to sound like an idiot, you know? Yeah. That's that's the predicament I'm in. Yeah, I'll go Crowley because I don't want to sound daft. Unfortunately, it's Any more not so than I already do. the uh, non-existent Jason Crowley. Decent effort, though. <laughs> uh, second fact, this guy moved to England when he was 16 to join the Arsenal Academy. Hmm. 16. So, oh, man. So, he... Damn it. So I don't know. He either could have been around for like a long time and just not done very well or been here for like a season and then they were just like, wow, he's actually kind of crap. You know, I just offloaded him. I'm going to say, just to sort of help you, it's not some extremely obscure player who basically didn't play for us who maybe made like a few appearances ago, like 20 years ago. You know, like you who definitely know who this is. I think I do. I think I do. You definitely. Do. And I think, I think I do. Oh, fuck. I think I might. Because I can only, I can only think of one player. I, now I can all of a sudden. And we've been talking about the Bundesliga quite a bit, haven't we? I'm going to go with Serge Gnabry. Fuck. Why did I help you? That's Gnabry. Yes. So you've actually won. For the first time in seven attempts. Surely not. That, that wasn't three points, was it? That was only two. No, that was two, but you got four and I got three, remember? No, you had four, man. Did I? Yeah, you had four. Really? Yeah, you got uh, you got two points on Petr Cech. You got a point for Ian Wright. And then you got a point for Takuma Asano. Oh, yeah, I got Takuma Asano, yeah. Oh, so we, we drew then. We got a draw. Yeah. Not bad. We've not, we've I'm proud of scores. myself for that. Yeah. What was your third hint? Oh, I think you would have got it then. I said, was Dub not good enough by Tony Pulis? Oh, yeah. I would have got it then. Mm. I remember that vividly. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's, return. That's one of the many players, by the way, that Arsenal fans, I'm sure, are fully aware they should keep tabs on. Mm. Um, I kind of said in the Fintons Frolic, I wouldn't really suggest Bayern to watch because... I don't personally really like the just how dominant they are. They're such a damn good team. So if you want to watch Goal Fest, they've bagged 73 goals in the league this season, only 25 games. Hmm. And obviously, Gnabry has been phenomenal for them this season. Um, so if you want to see a former Arsenal boy, do go uh, do go watch that. Hmm. But yeah, Alfie, good, good game. Yeah. I finally got 
a point off of you. I got a draw in the table. What well, one thing I was going to say? Can you guess the? Can mm. do you have any idea who the other two scored one goal for the club are that I was thinking of? I do not have any idea. That was the only one I could even think of. Oh, fair enough. Well, Gnabry's was against Swansea, if you remember, at the Liberty Stadium. Uh, I think I do remember that. Yeah, uh, Yaya Sanogo. Another. Link. You know, I didn't know if I didn't, but. No, no, well, no. Well, there's another link to the Bundesliga here. He scored against Dortmund in the Champions League. Oh, so you mean uh, one goal in like... Um, yeah, I'm obviously not, not, like a not counting pre-season, no. <laughs> That's why I always get thrown off with Sonogo. I was actually thinking of him, but then I was like, oh, he scored a hat trick in mm. pre-season. Yeah, but that It's count. Benfica it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Three tappings, then yeah. he did the failed slide, uh, knee slide. <laughs> uh, the other one was Park Ju Young. He oh, Parchi Young only got one goal. Yeah, against against Bolton. I was there. I can say something I can tell my grandchildren. That was a cup game, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Against Bolton. Yeah. League Cup third yeah, round. There we go. Decent finish. So to that's be fair, the, to, to Parky. That see, it's funny because like that company which Gnabry is with just sounds terrible. Yeah. You know, but he's such a baller now at Bayern. He's killing it over there. So fair play to him. Happy to see him doing well. Wish it was in our infrastructure, but hey, mm. you know. Is what it is, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, do you have anything else, Alfie? Nope. I do not either. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to the long-awaited Arsenal Cannon podcast. It seems like it's been – we've just been so consistent, Alfie, that it seems like it's just been a fucking age since we've recorded, doesn't it? Mm. It does, yeah. And it's only been about nine days. Yeah, we just we love each other that much and need each other's uh, conversation, hell. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. It's okay. You don't have to be scared to admit it. Okay. Um, that's episode forty-two, ladies and gentlemen, of the Arsenal Cannon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please do be sure to leave a review on whatever platform you can. Share this around. Get your friends to watch it. We know you're bored out of your wits in self-isolation at home. At least we hope you are. You better be self-isolating until the government actually tells you you could stop doing so. Mm. Alfie. To draw this bad boy to a close, marketing opportunity of a lifetime, plug anything you need to, my friend. Uh, we love you, Arsenal.co.uk. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it, always. Yep, do go check out the Finton's Frolic, the eighth edition um, that I sent into Alfie today, and he posted so kindly yeah. um, where I talk about which team um, an Arsenal fan would be best advised in kind of keeping an eye on as the Bundesliga comes to a return in T minus seven days. So Alfie, probably next time around, we'll maybe be talking about some Bundesliga. Hopefully. Right? Really exciting. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. So. Me too. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and we will see you all at some point or another next week. Be sure to go buy your Birkenstocks, get a sausage, nail that bitch on a skewer and watch the Bundesliga. Toodaloo motherfuckers. See you later. Bye. Tell a man chick that step over, skip back. I'm the man in the city like Sterling. Strike cut a boss like Ola on a soldier. I hold that job, no, I brother done earned it. Righty in the 90s, unlikely that a brother might miss. Ox won't fight me, but they can't find me. Ox in the box, I'ma handle my biz. Eh? Tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. What? I'll bury that shit top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I live on the edge.